Spies. Minus I Spy. I'm just like, okay, go play. <laughs> I see something blue. Yeah. And my mom always used to make us do the alphabet game, and I'm like, oh, we've done that one too. Yeah, I still play it as an adult sometimes on the road trip by myself. No one, no one's <laughs> playing. Okay, we're gonna think of exclusive drag queens. No, a. no, no. It's a uh, you do road signs. And you're looking for oh, letters in the, the road well, signs. There's the other alphabet game where you have to think of something like, say, it's fruits. And you go A through Z. What'd you call me? <gasps> I'm going to take that out. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're okay. <laughs> my, uh, my ring doorbell gets the... Uh, the... Are you going to sneeze? No. Oh. I'm just not completely gay, so the hand goes like that. It's not like this. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just hold it. Um, Is that what five people do? Just hold your hand up, Boopy. Hold your hand up. It's got to be straight out. It's got to be straight out. Straight. Bye. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to sell, you have to go, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. But we would go, Wait. Wait. <laughs> Full extension, half extension, no extension. Yeah. Whereas straight people would be like, wait. What's what's backwards? Hold on. <laughs> Asexual. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> wait, what did they say? The, 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 the conservatives have super straight. There's Which, super what straight? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's men who are closeted and get their dick sucked by... Uh, Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny, yeah, specifically. In, in secret dark rooms, like... Video stores like, or, or bookstores. Or... And they say, yeah, man, I just really need it. And she says, okay, girl. <laughs> okay, girl. I'll suck your dick. She has a giant, like, 30-pound wig on. <laughs> what kind of lipstick do you want? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, no. No, I'm going to say it anyway. We'll see how, uh, how far I can get that lipstick down. <laughs> it's not a contest, but I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Just letting you know. <laughs> Girl. Oh my girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Oh boy. Um Oh Lady Dunny. Uh, Lady Dunny. Lady Dunny. Um Oh, oh are we recording? Yeah, we've oh. been recording the whole time. Oh great. Uh, oh, we're back. Uh, I was just sitting here like, oh here we are. Just well, doing things. you don't pay a lot of attention. No, I don't because I didn't see you. Oh, I have to turn off my sound volume. Hold on. You better get that shit mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. I don't want to scare uh the non existent Kennedy. Because you know, oh, he's not here. I know. He's I got being a baby elsewhere. I got that told by um, a person in this household. Um, being a baby elsewhere. What? Well, we'll talk about it later. That's not personal news that needs to be on the podcast. Speaking of personal news, how is how is how your... is your gout? Oh, I was talking about you. How's my gout? Yeah, <laughs> that uh, hasn't flared up in a while. Just kidding. I don't have gout, y'all. <laughs> I don't think he's, he's kidding. I just he's, eat he a lot of, of liver and onions and just gout. Just take supplements of vitamin a too mm-hmm. unnecessarily yep. yep actually i do no that's vitamin b wait yes how many bees are there going to be right can i get a b66 like what's the b for there's bees <laughs> michael with the b there's a b <laughs> um yes i what supplements do i take not important that's i don't need to talk about that but i take a multivitamin i take fish oil take fiber pills i take a vitamin b and then i take no i take my uh my my prep um and then i take my finasteride pill all in one all in one thing 
One pill, one hand fill. One hand, one hand fill. <laughs> one hand. No, all of that's one in fill one pill. One fill, one ha- egg for sale. Egg for sale. <laughs> we have egg. One hand for sale. One handful. One full of hand. <laughs> we, we pass by the sign. Egg for sale, and then Eggs just like the single tear. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Eggs for sale. Eggs for sale. Which right now she thinks is funny. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like eventually like wait what actually is my name oh, i love that like when she's when i've been when i've been crossed before i've called her that yeah crossed <laughs> and then i'm like it's like a joke but i'm not trying to be funny yeah it's funny to me and no one else exactly <laughs> and everyone's like those are all my jokes <laughs> honestly <laughs> I feel like that's just both of our jokes, and we're, then when we're together, we both laugh at our stupid jokes, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Do they? Are they gonna get better? Do they know that they're stupid? How, how many times were they dropped? Just, just four within the past year. Dropped, honey. Drop these new albums. Mom on the boots. House down. Nah, yes. yes. Uh, anyways, oh, did you see that thing that, uh, yeah, you did. You responded to it. Uh, cheers to, uh, the death of Bootsy House Down. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God I'll take care of myself. If I don't get royalties for that. Mm-hmm. They owe you. You came up with that. And ma'am, ma'am, if you do not get your, your coin back from them, then uh, we are upset. Uh, Spencer's drag name, Bootsy House Down, was apparently stolen by someone. And it's gone. Mrs. Essence Hall. Mrs. Oh, yeah. Cicada Essence Hall. Cicada Essence Hall did say that. Um, you know what a drag name that I came up with that I kind of really liked, and I'm sure that's probably out there somewhere? Misunderstood. Please I'm welcome sure Sage. Good. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of them, but I don't care. I'm taking it. Uh, please welcome Sage and make lots and lots of noise for misunderstood. Is it M-I-Z? Understood? Sure. Why it's actually you... M-S dot. M-S. Okay. And yeah. then it's like German. It's understood. Understood. <laughs> Misunderstood. I tried to create a German uh, character and no one liked it. What was it? Uh, her name was Gemüse Kartoffeln. It means vegetable potato. <laughs> Literal translation. <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, vegetable potatoes. <laughs> plural. Um... And I was just going to be a very rotund German woman. I don't know. I don't Unlike know. what I see before me now, which a is a... Semi-rotund <laughs> German man. Heidi Klum looks like. <laughs> She's from Sweden, isn't she? German? Mm-hmm. Heidi Klum. Well, the, oh, she's, the reason why I think she's Swedish is because she played a Swedish woman in Parks and Rec. Got it. Well... <laughs> Seems that your whole frame of reference is based upon a television show. That's Correct. No longer that's also all my comedy, and I have not seen it in a while, so I'm really running out of jokes that are being reused from a television show that is no longer airing from uh, 2014. Yeah, that's okay. Get some new material. Watch a new television show. Me? Never. Listen. <clears throat> Go get HBO Max. Uh, I take that from Dusty. Watch a show. Okay. Make that become your whole new personality. Okay, I'll find one. Um, uh, drawn a blank. If you guys know any comedies, let me... <laughs> Game of Thrones. Ga- uh, ooh, that's on HBO Max? Oh, it is on HBO Max. Okay, I'm going to take this. Okay. Um... <laughs> 
How was your week? You haven't told me about your week. My week was lovely. Mm. I had a, a lovely, relaxing weekend in the a week in the country. The whole weekend. Week, I've been like, it's Saturday. <laughs> the entire no, week. It's Monday. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not that. Well, I had a lot of fun. Uh, we did stuff on the lake. I believe I got a bit of a sunburn on my back. Okay. But she's sun-kissed now, baby. Can't um, see it on your face. Like, not sunburn, but, like, sun-kissed. Some color. Some mm-hmm. color. Uh, what I didn't realize that I should have beforehand is that I've been wearing retinol and uh, really need to amp up the sunscreen for me to be doing So I had to stop wearing my retinol. You wear retinol at night, though, yes? Yeah, but it's still... You have to wear heavy sunscreen during the day. Do you not wash your face in the morning? I do. But it doesn't... I mean... This, it's it on your it's in your skin. Does it amplify the sun? Yes. Oh, uh... it makes the sun more powerful. <clears throat> or your skin is more sensitive to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I use an SPF 100, and I know that SPF does not mean the strength. Returns. Correct. It does not mean the strength of the sun. Uh, sunscreen. It just means the length of the sun. So really, I'm wasting my money. But I use one that's specifically for face. Uh, whenever I go out into uh, long term sun exposure. And let me tell you, baby, I love that sunscreen because it's like uh, kind of like a matte feel as opposed to like the typical oily feel that you get with sunscreen. And it's one of my favorite sunscreens that I use. It's a Neutrogena. Uh, this is not a sponsored uh, ad, but Neutrogena, if you want to sponsor me, let me know because I'm beautiful. Yes. I, you honestly need a uh, a straight man to give you guys some uh, some modeling of your... <laughs> Somebody with, with very... Um, uh, very... Uh... You like the texture of a, a noodle kind of skin mm-hmm. to really come at you with the skincare tips. And just be like, hey, look, look what Neutrogena is doing to change my life and make my skin not terrible. And it's just terrible. two identical pictures next to each other. It's the same picture. <laughs> it is. It is the same picture. Or no, one of them is you and then the next one is Bart Simpson. <laughs> or it's... Did you hear that pop? I was that on the mic? I hope that was on the mic. Oh, that was a good pop. Um, it's broken. You, I can't walk. <laughs> broken. Um, no, it's like, uh, here's before, uh, and it's me now looking like um, a potato. This, this <laughs> gestures wildly. Um, no, gestures specifically. Gestures directly forward. Um, and then the next picture is... Uh, Actually, me from 2012. Oh. No? A cockroach? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, uh, pretending to be straight boy uh, who didn't have facial care in college, but somehow always got complimented on uh, how Radiant good my... Skin. Yeah, my skin, how nice my skin looked. And look look at what happened. I should have started skincare a long time ago. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, make sure you're doing your skincare. Cause, uh, if you're li- yeah, if you're listening, you need sunscreen every day. Exactly. And, Just so uh, you know. And apparently your sunscreen, uh, in if you get a moisturizer with sunscreen in it, it's not actually it's not sunscreen. It's not the same, honey. Um, I've been really gravitating towards sunscreen sticks okay looks like deodorant all right just rub it all over the face just rub it everywhere let's see it. that's my favorite thing about the neutrogena thing is because like i take like one little dot here and like put it right here right here like i use less sunscreen uh because it goes more sunscreen well yes but it goes a long way is what i'm saying you need to use more than you think you do i okay for for sun exposure for like a daily thing it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like your face should be white 
When well, you're it is at the beach. I mean, my face is very white. It should look like you have an illness. Yeah, yes, um, but I do have to say, like after this weekend at the beach, I feel like I have like a little sunspot right over here on my cheek, and I'm not happy about it. And I protected my face. My face was the thing that I put sunscreen on like five times that like a day, um, and I was not happy about. It. Anyways, let me tell you about my beach uh, adventure. No, so, I still want to oh, talk okay. about the lake. Okay. So, um, for breakfast, we woke up, and then we, we had eggs and bacon, and then we, we piddled around for a little bit. Uh-huh. And, uh, people that I was there with have uh-huh. discovered I Love Lucy. Oh. They love That's I Love Lucy. That's a classic. Lucy. I love so that. I'm on board with that. Yeah. You, um, you love the, the, uh, the, oldie, the oldies but goodies. They're like, um, so why don't they just call them on their phone? And I'm like, they didn't have a phone. They're like... They're like <laughs> they're like no no like a, like a phone phone and I'm like no you see the little thing over there in the corner that looks like a that. weird radio thing that's a phone <laughs> that's a phone <laughs> surprise you pulled that up and he had to go <laughs> yeah well because Lucy was at the border of Italy and France mm-hmm. in the in, in one of their international episodes uh, and she. She forgets her passport. She's like, oh, no, I left it in my blue purse. And they don't let her cross the border. And she's like, she sent it ahead in their luggage. And so Ricky's like, oh, fuck. So then he goes there and he's like, yeah, I'm looking through your blue purse. I don't, I, I can't see it. And she's like, oh, because when I found out that you, we were leaving, you said put it somewhere special. So I put it in my blue coat. Mm. And so, so she she's wearing the blue coat. Yeah. She had it all along. And yeah, and they were like, "Why doesn't she just call?" Just on the call them, because <laughs> uh, that doesn't work that way. Um, question for you, because I am a high anxiety person, and I feel like sometimes you are too. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, do you ever just like wake up at night and you're like, "Where's my passport? <laughs> like, where did I put it?" You know, like I I have it in the same spot all the time. But sometimes I'm, I, like, worry that – because, like, sometimes – do you ever have those moments where, like, I'm going to put this specific thing in a special place, and then you don't remember where that special place is? I am actually surprisingly organized. Okay. So that doesn't occur to me very often. Okay. What mine is is I leave the house, and, like, I'm in the driveway, and I'm like, did I lock the door? <laughs> and did, and did I just happen? did it. Yeah. Or specifically when I would go to the lake, I'd always lock the door, ring the doorbell. Oh yeah, you, you told the door. you told me that. Yeah, and then I'd still be in between Woodville and Livingston. And I'd be like, "Did I lock the door?" You did that with me when you and I went down to the lake house or up to the lake house. At one point, you were just like, "Dude, I lock the door." It's like Spencer, you rang the doorbell like five times. <laughs> so yes, you locked the door. It happened. Uh, yeah, that's classic, classic moves. Uh, that's what we uh, when we were done in Port Aransas. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't locked the door. Um, but I had checked all the other doors before we left and it was like a door code situation. Um, and like we had gotten in line for the ferry and the line for the ferry was miserable, a miserable experience. Let me tell you. Uh, but I'll get, I'll get there. Uh, but I was in line for the ferry and like, we're like pretty much the next to go. And I go, did I lock the door? (laughs) And they're like, Chris, yes. And also, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, no one's just going to randomly be like, oh, well, got it. Like, <laughs> just go in and get into the house and fucking destroy it. Uh, but the house was nice. I liked it. Uh, yeah. It was much bigger than what I saw on the the pictures from the, like, Airbnb website, which was really nice. Like, I walked in and was like, holy shit, this place is huge. Uh, because, like, uh, the pictures look 
condensed. And so I was like, okay, that there, we're still going to have enough room for eight people, but like it was, it looked condensed. Well, when I walked in, I was like, we're absolutely going to have enough room, and no one's ever going to have to feel that they're like being stepped Nobody on sees or at each other. no. Yeah, some points, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to see anyone if you don't want to. Is it bigger than your house? Um, wait, like the house I live in now? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no, I mean it was a small beach house. It was two bedroom, two bath. Um. And then a, a kitchen. The kitchen was probably bigger than at our house. Uh, had a washer and dryer unit inside. And then a cute little living room, dining room situation. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a good size. I mean, it was raised up too. So there wasn't, any, there wasn't much of anything downstairs. Uh, but I really liked was it. it. Like, was it like one of those ones where there's just like a, a shaft? Yeah. Is it a staircase? It's a staircase, right? Or is it an elevator? <laughs> No, it was it's it's just storage. Well, this one was storage. Sometimes they have bathrooms underneath. Mm. Yeah, sometimes people put bathrooms underneath or an extra bedroom if they feel like building underneath. Uh, but they had two lanes for cars underneath the giant uh, pillars beams. Yeah, um, and so there could fit four cars underneath there. And luckily, we had two big cars and two small cars because my big car was not going to fit on the left side because it was some stairs. Uh, but the stairs went outside up to the upper deck area, upper patio, uh, and then the rest of the house was just, like, built up on top. Because, I mean, we were right on the ocean, so if there was a hurricane that came through, it would wash over those dunes, and that house is uh, fecked. Fecked. <laughs> fecked. Uh, but it, uh, since it's raised up, if it came it would have to be, like, a at least a... 16 foot surge to affect the house uh directly above or more because i don't know how much like actual footage uh getting over the dunes would be but whatever anyways besides the point um we had a wonderful time uh i got a bunch of friends together and i really wish you guys could have been there because it was amazing to have a bunch of friends that like don't know each other come together uh and i somehow kept it together <laughs> the entire weekend until uh sunday night and then i was outside talking to nick and I, I was, of course, like slightly drunk, mostly drunk, but I do remember I've been it. drunk for three days. Correct. That's exactly what happened. Uh, and I was standing outside talking to Nick while he was cooking food for us. Uh, and you were like, you know what? Jess just been really weird lately, and I don't know what her deal is. And she was standing right <laughs> I me. caused a lot of drama, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, uh, I was just like talking to Nick, and I'm like, oh, this has been a wonderful weekend, blah, blah, blah. And then I just started bawling like crying bawling like crazy and like it was because it was so like amazing to see all my friends from uh college who like had some people had interacted with each other some people had not just like come together and have like such an amazing time uh it was just like i was overcome with emotion if you will uh and i was because i cried for like 30 minutes um it was it was a while um anyways besides the point Saturday was the main day uh, because we went out to the beach Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday to the beach. Uh, Saturday was the main day because, of course, that was my birthday, June 12th. Come on, baby, a Gemini. Uh, anyways, um, we went out after a nice breakfast, um, and then we, like, sat down, um, and we had sat by, like, these people who were, like, over by our tent the day before, and they were still there the next day. And we were, like, left there? No. Uh, they just, like, set up there okay. again. Yeah, same spot. I mean, if you're all staying in the same spot, you kind of see the same people, essentially. Um, well, it turns out there was a wedding that was happening there. Uh, it's also my birthday, so Nick made these really strong drinks, and it, they were fucking 
strong. <laughs> they were, I was going to say fantastic. They were not fantastic. They were, um, they didn't taste bad. It was just you could definitely, you knew that you were going to die if you had too many of them. Lighter fluid. Correct. Um, and so the day went on. Of course, all of us got more drunk. They came over, uh, the, a group of them came out to the beach before oh the wedding. God, they came out. Oh, they were so gay. Uh, well, they came out to the beach, and one we had the day before we had been trying to figure out like what the whole situation was because it was like twelve guys and one girl at one point, and we were just like, uh, "What is happening here?" So they were like, my friends were trying to guess like what the rugby team or you know old whatever people, and so of course I identified several men over there that I was like would bang would bang would definitely bang would get banged by you know I was just going down the the list there. Um, and so one of the ones that I really, really liked, uh, because I just liked looking at him, uh, came over to us that next, that Saturday and he had done some drinking. And by this one, it's like 3 PM. And they were like, yeah, the wedding's at 4:30, And we're like, you guys are wasted. <laughs> like, what are you guys going to do here? And, uh, uh, Lauren and Jamie had brought their tent as well as, as like my giant one. And so they'd set up theirs next to ours, but we had mostly been sitting underneath my tent anyway. So there was just like this extra tent area and uh, that will become a factor later. Uh, and you had sex under the tent. Correct. No, I'm just kidding. So what happened? This guy like was in our tent cause they came over and like started talking to us again. Um, and he was really drunk. And so one of the girls, like, uh, one of our people, like, mentioned that it was my birthday. And he goes, it's your birthday? Oh, my God. And he, like, comes over and, like, full arms open. And I'm like, oh, God, this, like, muscular dude bro is coming to, like, gay bash me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen here. And instead, he, like, swaddles me, like, holding me. And then I, like, I, he, he gave me a hug. And then I was, like, I, like, patted him on the back. And then I was like, hey, we're done here. And then he was like, nope. And then just, like, kept on, like, holding me. And I was like, what? fuck is happening here and then he was like rubbing his chest like on my chest and i was like what what is happening and so then like when i tried to pull away he then put his head next to my ear and kept on whispering just let it happen then he started nibbling on my ear and let me tell you the way that i felt was exquisite Inappropriate inappropriate for a podcast correct uh there was i had to um move myself away from his leg a little bit because there was some movement in different parts of my body um and i was just like okay yep we're uh (laughs) we're definitely done here uh well then they get him to leave uh and then they come back for the wedding at this point i'm pretty blasted but i'm i still semi remember the wedding apparently i'm being very loud and all of my friends are like chris i'm gonna fucking slap you yeah i love but we were we were pretty far back so i'm hoping that they didn't hear us too much uh and then once the wedding was over uh all those people and even more came to our tent to hang out with us again to hang out with us and i was like uh what's happening so then they we were just all just like drinking around our cooler and they came and like sat over here with aaron and aaron's like hosting a whole like reception essentially in the other like side tent i'm like what the fuck is this this is my birthday so you know what i did punch the bride correct no i'm just kidding <laughs> what if i just decked her and she this was like my day. <laughs> no uh whitney houston came on i want to dance with somebody and i fully did an amazing amazing rendition of this in the sand uh on the ground sand on the on the ground um to a standing ovation i assume uh yes 
And of course, in the video that was, of course, taken of me, you can see people <laughs> that are still at the wedding, just all like chatting and stuff like that. And I'm just like full ass rolling around <laughs> in the sand, uh, doing a full lip sync to uh, Whitney Houston. Uh, yeah, it was, it was something. Uh, and then we went back to the house. I was insistent on going out to a birthday dinner, but at that point, I don't think I could have functioned. And so then they were like, Chris, why don't we like just eat dinner and then like go out? So I ate dinner and then went to go get ready, drink a shit ton of shower water. <laughs> because the reason why that's important is because I told everyone, like, I just drank so much water. <laughs> I don't I don't know. But at that point, somehow I sobered up, sobered up, quote unquote. I became less drunk and I came back to remembering, came back to the land of the living, essentially. Uh, and then we went out and by when... You were like in the shower, two birds, one stone. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm getting getting showered, but I'm drinking all this water. <laughs> two birds, one stone. Yeah, that was honestly, uh, honestly, that was it. Uh, and so then we decided to walk to this bar. It was like a 16-minute walk. It wasn't too far. But we get to the bar. Closed. No music. Okay. It's open. No music. We walk in. Like, we were walking in while people were walking out. And I didn't hear this, luckily, because I, I probably would have been very gay uh, about this. But, like, people walking – one of the girls that were walking out um, – was like, yeah, in there, the guys keep on complimenting the guys, and we're just, like, not about it. And then Lauren was like, well, we are, so we're going to go in there and have a great time. <laughs> oh, she said it to she, the girl. To the, uh, to the other girl, yeah, uh, that was leaving, because they were like, there's no music, like, it's, a, it's dead. Uh, so we go in. It's, of course, very dead, and I'm just like, what kind of bar are we at? What is this? What is this? What is this nonsense? So then we play our own music, just, like, on our phones, and we just, like, have a good time. So we did whatever. It was great. It was great. Um, but overall, birthday success. I cried. Uh, friends all came together, and uh, I brung in 29 doing something that I really love. Porter Ranch is one of those places, like, my family always went to. So it was, like, it had a meaning to me. So it was good. It was good. Did I talk too much about myself? Well, I mean, you always do. <laughs> I think it was a good amount. Okay, excellent. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, this is good. It's good. We should, uh, we should go down there sometime. I feel like some people... Around here might enjoy it. I don't know if you can. Can you? Can you? Yeah. Do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We have Tate. My. I'll share that later. We'll talk about it later. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. When you yeah. know, we'll talk. Okay. When the when the cameras are off, that's <laughs> when the, the fun really. That's starts. I know. Honestly, it's a, it's like our spooky podcast after dark. <laughs> yeah, it's literally me laying on the floor. Like, you know what you I, know love I love about um, Taylor Swift's confidence. <laughs> It's just that she just, she just does whatever she wants she's, to do. Yeah. She doesn't really care. She's an artist that just does her thing, you know? And she's so politically motivated no. that for good stuff. For well, good now, stuff, now, though, yeah. For good stuff. Yeah. And then, I, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm and then you're like, close my eyes for a little just bit. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tell me I am wrong. And then Thomas says, oh, thanks for coming, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Spencer. Is uh, no longer. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna drag him up the stairs <laughs> by his feet, so that his head bounces on every. Step. Just clunk, clunk, and then he'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, I had a weird dream that I was a nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I have like this weird like pain back here. No, Is there no, a no. Big blood spot on the back of my head. What happened here? What did I do last night? Oh, you were just dancing. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Did Carly Rae Jepsen just get that lit? <laughs> Fucking fire. <laughs> I love it. And then I wash my hair in the shower and it's just red. Just, oh, ooh. <laughs> Did I dye my hair again? Am I a redhead now? Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Um, I want to talk about something. Something else that you love? I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh-huh. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh-huh. I want to talk about um, recent Gallup polls mm-hmm. that show that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language (laughs) and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. Mm. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. And Big Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BigBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Big Bones is an LGBTQ-owned and operated, and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Big Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Big Bones. What? Love that. Mm, love it, too. You know what else I love? Um, macaroons. Uh, um, yes. They're too expensive. I don't like them. Have you ever tried to make them? No. They're apparently difficult to make, but they are cheaper than buying them. They're like three or four dollars each. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll just buy Oreos. Thank you. Uh, But you know what else I actually love? What? Booking my next getaway. We just talked for a very extended period of time about my last getaway, but you can book your next getaway. What? We don't have to do it. We don't have to do it. Let's okay. keep this in. <laughs> I'm ready to book away. I'm going to use my itinerary. Wherever I want to go, I'll just Google it. <laughs> just go into Google, like Google Flights or something? Google Flights is good, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, this is crazy. I don't know how we started talking about this. So this I think we should so probably weird. just like, so weird. move the, on. The way that our boss... <laughs> Did he just run in? <laughs> Got it. Well, I mean, I do have to uh, ask you if you can pause, because I do have to... Um... Piddle? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Piddle. Bye. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, well. Yes, that was good. That was good. Shit, that's fresh. That's um, a good one. That was a good... good uh... <laughs> A good, a good tongue. De- yeah, a good tongue. A good tongue. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, since I've talked about enough about myself, I feel like we should probably just, you know, talking about booby things, uh, I feel like that's probably a good idea, but that's just a weird, just like just a random idea in my head. Uh, but you can tell me otherwise. Do you know who went first last time? I think it was you. Okay. 
So I think it's me this okay. time. It's my time Which to that shine. works out perfectly because I have a two-parter. And so if I go no. last this time, I can go first next time and just wrap this whole thing up, you know? No, you can't because, listen, this is what's going to happen is I'm going to say, oh, no. I went last last time. So I need to go first this time and just screw everything up, aren't you? Yep. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, who went first last time? I'm going to remember it this time, okay? <laughs> like, no. I went last. Wait, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I just got done talking about my, how I decided to switch to, uh, to garbanzo beans for black beans. Did, who was who went last last time? Wait, why is this real? <laughs> exactly. That's absolutely real. Um, do you cook with turmeric very often? Speaking of food. I love that we were just like, let's get started. And you're like, no, no. Oh, you know, I, I have to know tangents. about tar- a turmeric. I just, I tar- I'd like to know about Target. Do you like Target? I do. Okay. I do. Um, do you get turmeric I, at Target? I have not bought that there before, okay. but I have bought turmeric and I use it for um, curries. Oh. That's about it. Curries are good. That's why I ask. Anyways. Um, <laughs> did you know that we, as millennials, are being canceled for saying Target? Why? I don't know. It's fancy. Sometimes I like to say Target. I never say Target, though. I don't ever really go to Target, so... I don't ever go to Target. I don't ever go... I go I'm one of those Walmart kind of people. You absolutely not. I don't go to Walmart. I avoid Walmart with a hard passion. I go to boutique stores, like... Francesca's. Ross. Ross. Marshall's. Uh, TJ Ross Maxx. has my heart, okay? Okay? Oh, my God. I'm, so tomorrow I'm going to come in outfit because I'm going to leave from your house to the party. Uh, and I'm wearing the shirt that you bought me as what? part of my part of my costume. Because I decided... Um, to go as a... Oh, I was going to say the word again. Then I yeah, to the yeah a flaming homosexual is what you're going for, right? Yeah, A flamingo. Um, yeah, I'm going to do the button-down shirt. And then I'm going to have short shorts that uh, have the little rainbow stripe on the side of them. And then I'm going to do... And the shirt uh, is longer than the shorts. It could be. I was going to tuck it in. Or tie it. Because <laughs> you know that would be really gay. Mm-hmm. And really 70s. And I'm going to shave my face. I'm going to have like a... a handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustache. It's going to look so bad because I don't actually have a, a large mustache. Um, it's going to look so Do bad. Do that and then sideburns too. Ooh, okay, okay. That way, the recovery process is a little easier. Yeah, but I honestly, I don't think I'm going to do a full... I think I'm just going to do a trim... And, like, leave everything else long? See, that's what I've been doing. I've got a 70s porno mustache. There you go. And it's mm. shaving everything else. Yeah. Trimming, like not shaving. Yeah. Because I don't want to do, like, baby face, because then I have to start completely baby face, because I also work the next day. So I'm like, ooh, it's not going to be too weird. like a potato. Exactly. Correct. And I still have to go home and, like, obviously fix potato. that, because uh, I don't want to go to my uh, customer looking... 70s. Looking like a 70s man. Hey, um, the, the Gen Zers are doing a mullet. You that's valid. That's valid. Do it. Just do it. I should have grown my hair out for this. I also I didn't know what was happening since until like last week. Uh, anyways. Um, no, we'll get that right. You weren't invited until the last minute because you're not a good party guest. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know. Anyways, tell me about spoopy things. Okay, I want to talk to you about... Wait, you want to you wanna... <laughs> cheers to spoopy things? <laughs> Cheers to us talking about spooky things. 109 episodes. Of actually, <laughs> and, and actually getting to what our podcast is about, finally. After what, 40 minutes? 30 minutes? 35. Oh, wow. Look we're at on, us. We're on schedule. Okay, perfect. Week. Okay, good. We're actually doing things uh, uh, kind of 
kind of correctly, even though I stole a lot of the show, you know, just because I had to talk about myself and my birthday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, right. you're turning 30 this year. You get a, you you will have your uh, moment in the sun to talk about uh, your birthday. I'm just going to glaze over it and people will be like, he's still 29. He's still 29. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to talk about the Snedekers. Oh. The Snedekers. What is that we're talking about the Warrens? You said no? Well, it's part of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So in 1986, Carmen and Elle Snedeker moved to the small town of Southington, Connecticut, which is the most Connecticut kind of place I've ever heard of. Uh-huh. Southington. Um, with the purpose of being closer to the hospital for, well, that their oldest son was being treated for his Hodgkin's lymphoma at. Oh. Um, Having fallen on hard financial times, the family jumped at the chance to rent what appeared to be an absolutely perfect house. Oh, yes. This is how it starts. Always. Uh, Definitely large enough for their family, which included three children and a cousin. Ah. Um, And the rent was uh, affordable for them. So... While they were moving. Do you know what the rent was? I'm always so curious to hear, like, what rent was for these things. Because I'm like... I couldn't find that, no. Because, like, I think back to, like, my parents buying their first house in, what, like, 1986 in downtown San Antonio in, like, a nice area. And I'm like, please $70, tell me. Honestly, please tell me how much that costs. Because now I wonder how much that land value is worth now. Whether or not there's a shitty-ass house on it, uh, I just want to know what, what does that cost. Because it's in a nice area of San Antonio, too. Uh, so I'm like... What's the, what's that? Uh, what's that? What's that cost now? Well, I think my my sister in law's grandmother bought her house in River Oaks, or not River Oaks, Tanglewood, mm-hmm. in the sixties for like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and now I'm sure it's like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a million dollars. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, just for the land alone. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tear that house down anyways and build a giant yeah, ass mansion. Yeah, a one story ranch. Yep, I love that. Oh, and that means she has a lot of property. Yeah. Damn, uh, I love that. Well, they willed it to it. This is not important. not important. We'll, ta- um, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, so they were moving in. Um, Al, Al, the dad was like, "What's this? Starting the discover startling discovery basement. Very peculiar. Lots of embalming tools. Oh." Termites. Mm. Yeah, termites. Termites obviously. always terrifying. Spray it with formaldehyde uh-huh. and kills them immediately. Uh-huh. Uh, no, actually, it turned out to be a funeral home. Oh. It was a funeral home. Um, so the basement was sectioned into several rooms. Um, the the large one was uh, serving as the boys, the two boys' bedroom. Ooh. So. In the basement? In the basement. I. Mm-mm. Well, you see, I feel. It's common for people to have bedrooms in the basement. Yes. So when I was a a youngin, a, young... a, a kiddo, mm-hmm. uh, when we lived in Quebec, we had a basement, and all the cool stuff was in the basement. Yeah. That's what some people put full ass like their living room down there, like the family family room. Well, it was like a weird basement. So it was like you'd walk in on base level, and living room, kitchen, dining room. But then you go down, like, halfway down to the basement, there was a den, and then all the way down to the basement was the laundry room, but then the second floor had all the bedrooms. Yeah. So, of course, I was, like, family room. Yeah. Always be in the family room. Putting, a, like, a, a plastic grocery bag over both my arms and jumping off the couch, saying, it's a parachute. 
Did it work? It didn't. I don't. And I was so surprised. Yes. Did you know that if you no, not important. <laughs> Did you know if you if you snip enough sharpies, it does actually make you feel like you're playing? Yeah, you feel like the parachute is actually helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> so the two boys lived in the uh, bedroom in the basement. Not long after, uh, Carmen says that she began experience strange phenomena, uh, like disappearing uh, items and her children reporting seeing strange people in the house, as well as hearing voices and the sounds of hundreds of birds taking flight all at one time. Um, her oldest, who was at the time in the middle of his radiation for Hodgkin's lymphoma, began to exhibit radical personality shifts, becoming withdrawn and angry. Uh, he brooded and began to write poetry <clears throat> with necrophiliac themes. Oh, jeez. Uh, during one of these intense episodes, he attacked his cousin with the intent to rape her. Ooh. Uh, his family then had him arrested and taken in for an evaluation where he was pronounced schizophrenic. Uh, he was removed from the house and seemed to be getting better until uh, he returned to the home. Mm-hmm. Um, other phenomena the Snedekers reported was uh, repeated and brutal rape of both Carmen and her niece, as well as acts of sodomy being performed on her husband by unseen entities. Oh, I, I was like, who's Ghost doing? Raping. Who's doing this? Oh, oh. Um, pause there for a second. There was actually things that I've seen on the internet about this, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you? What do you? How do you? What do you? What how do, do you, you attract the ghost to do this? First of all, but also how do you, what do you do? If I just felt that I was being um, taken by a force unseen, I don't know what I, how I would react. This would be me. Again? Again? Oh my <laughs> god. We just did this an hour ago. You can't get enough of this. As, look at this. Look at this. No, I'm going to say the word. <laughs> well, it's harder because I'm wearing pantyhose. It is harder. Um, oh. What? To sleep. You don't wear pantyhose Oh, to sleep. harder to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, for them to enter because I'm wearing pantyhose. Oh. Uh, I. Um, this is why I started cutting out the bottoms. Uh, <laughs> you have a hole in the pantyhose anyways. Um, I just wear a chastity belt. Oh, that was another drag drag name that uh, Jamie came up with was uh, uh, she because she she's wanted to do she wants to do drag king uh, she like she wants to dabble she wants to try it uh, and so she was like I think I want my name to I think she said Chaz she's like wanted Chaz uh, and then somehow we came up with Chaz Titty Belt Titty Belt Chaz Titty Belt because I mean it's a a play on words that like when you are a drag king you typically have to wear like some sort of like binder uh, and like hold things down um and so she was like chaz city belt get it mm-hmm. that's pretty good i was that- looking up the sisters of perpetual indulgence today uh-huh somebody like the treasure somebody's name is desi wanna do it oh i love that does he want to do it that's pretty good that's pretty good uh Raynell uh just got my drag name yesterday at my birthday dinner like, that, oh, that he, he gave well no, he was talking about my drag and I was like yeah my name is Dixie Wreck and like I was because I was telling the other DA and he was like Dixie Wreck Dixie Dixie Wreck and I was like oh my god that's exactly what happened so I was like say it slowly Dixie Wrecked and then like it I said it, it had to say it again Dixie Wrecked and then Raynell goes oh my god 
he lost his mind. I'm like, right now, you've seen her. Like, what are you? What? What? I don't understand. It was really funny. I but see, like as a drag queen, like that's my like since it is my name, I love uh, those reactions, and I always love it at the shows. Whenever I'm like, okay, say it slowly with me, Dixie wrecked. Dixie wrecked, and then all of a sudden, someone who's already seen me perform like three or four times is like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like in the background, I'm like you guys are fucking dumb. Well, it's always me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what's his name again? Dixie. <laughs> what is? Oh this? my god, Peronka. <laughs> what's per- my name? Peronka. Peronka. <laughs> what was the one like? Krusty. <laughs> someone called her Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Twitter person, and she like retweeted them, and I was like, "This is the best name that I've ever gotten." Because <laughs> they were insulting her uh, uh, eyebrows. eyebrows, yeah. Because I mean, if you're a drag queen and you haven't had crusty, crunchy eyebrows at some point, then are you really doing? Drag? Are you really doing drag? Honestly, unless you shave them, but like, why would you? I mean, yes, more power to you to shave your eyebrows. Yeah, go for it. But uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta wear these for. Other things. Life. Life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> what a tangent. <laughs> yeah. So the mop water was reported to turn blood red. Ooh, that's um, fun. And scents of rotting fish and decay were reported throughout the fa- throughout the house. And I'm these like, are demons everywhere. Girls, stop. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's, I just did it. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got bad guys. Just love sardines for lunch. <laughs> Um, Wait, sardines are not bad. I love sardines. I like sardines anyways. Um, So, uh, uh, Carmen was also frightened of apparitions that she she reportedly saw. One with long black hair and black eyes. The other with white hair and eyes wearing a pinstriped tuxedo. Um, It was then that Carmen decided... Was this a joker? uh, Or somebody very fashionable. Oh. Decided to contact... uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So, along with John Zaffis, Zaffis, Z A F F I S, Zaffis, Zaffis, yeah, um, and a few investigators, the Warrens moved into the house for the next several weeks um, until they experienced everything the Snedekers claimed. During their time in the house, they claimed to have seen firsthand the damage the demons in the home could inflict, with many members being slapped, beaten, pushed, and slammed to the floor. Wait, who's being thrown around? The the Warrens and their team. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, investigation into the house history supposedly revealed that one of the undertakers of the funeral home was guilty of necrophilia. Oh, no. Uh, which fed fuel to the fire. Uh, it got to the point where the Warrens deemed it necessary for a full-scale exorcism of the property, after which the house was judged cleared by the Warrens. Do you ever think that, like, the the uh, the priests that, would, like, the Warrens would contact were just like, These fuckers. They, not a fucking again. Jesus Christ. I 100% believe that because I think that the Warrens, for the most part, were just um, the 70s version of clickbait. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, okay. I don't want to jump too far into saying that mediums are all just like crazy shit because I do believe that there is a spiritual world out there. We've talked about this on the podcast that I believe that there are spirits walking among us all the time. And that's my belief. Um, 
So I believe there are probably people who can that are more receptive and never lose their childish ability to uh, and by childish, I mean, like, oh, childish. I mean, like, because children are able to commune with spirits uh, more supposedly more susceptibly. When I was in my research today, it also revealed that 20 percent of children reported hearing voices. Yes, my sister did. My sister was one of them. I, I think about talked about this on the podcast that she would talk about a man who would sit on the edge of her bed and talk to her at night several times. She would talk about it like multiple times a week. My mom always thought it was crazy and weird. Children be crazy. They are. So uh, I think there's people who, who don't ever like lose that ability completely, which is why I think that mediums do exist. Do I think that people are able to... Uh, the reason why I have a problem with the idea of excommunication, or not excommunication, exorcism, uh, exorcism uh, is because not all fucking ghosts are the same, are Christians. <laughs> Christianity is not the end-all, be-all of, of spirits on this fucking world. I would say yes, but I would also probably counter you with, generically, if the person that's haunting the house, I mean, if they were the funeral director... They were probably Christian. That's fine. Yes, uh, I understand that. But, like, you go to another country that's not predominantly Christian. It, someone dies and they're having ghost problems. Uh, do, is an exorcism going to do anything about that? No. That's what I'm saying. That's, I don't think, like... Or if you're being haunted, like, by an Indian burial ground, like, at the Vict- Victoria Black Swan Inn, uh, is yeah, an exorcism going to help that? They don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> like, that shit is not going to help anything. So... That's why I don't believe that the exorcisms are like the end-all be-all, because holding a cross up to something is not going to be like, oh, fuck, it's gone, you know? Sweet tea, bro. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm still going to haunt the fuck out of this. Like, (laughs) thanks. Uh, Yeah, that's that's my idea of exorcisms. But I do believe that people can commune with uh, things, and I do believe there's good spirits and bad spirits and medium spirits. Well, I don't believe in haunting, so... You don't believe in ghosts? Um, so, yeah, they said that they were exercising the property, um, and then the evil was banished from the house, which should have been the end of the story, but no. No. Like any other, it wore an investig- Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Oh, my yes, God, yes. 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 Oh. Um, any other war and investigation, um, such as the infamous Lutz house from Amityville. Uh, there are numerous claims of people who lived in the house before and after the Seneca family that have lived there and have never seen any evil entities in the house. Um, so the families claim to have no knowledge that the home was, once, home was once a funeral parlor was refuted by the house's owner. The very person that they're renting the house from was like, yeah, no, it's a funeral home. And I told them that. Oh, so they were saying no. Yeah, they had no idea that it was. No. Um, so, it, it was also uh, a, a, a very... There was more damning evidence about the whole event. Um, there was a hoax from horror novelist Ray Garten, who contracted to write a book called In a Dark Place with the Warrens and the Snedekers. Um, he was going to uh, out them? Reveal them? Not out them. Reveal them? Oh, oh he, he did he write He came it. out and said, yes, the, I was writing a book for them. Yeah. About this experience. And, and it so, was all lies? Yeah. It, it was according... It was difficult for him to write it because there was... The true story of it involved non, nothing from yeah. either party. Um, it seemed... 
seemed that everyone was contradicting everyone else. So when he went to Ed Warren with the problem, Garten wrote in a post dated April 27th, 1999, quote, he told me not to worry that the family was crazy. I was shocked. He said, all people who come to, think, come to us are crazy. You think sane people would come to us? He knew I'd written a lot of horror novels prior to that. So he told me to just make up a story using whatever details I could incorporate into the book and to make it scary. <laughs> so, so he just embellished was the whole whole thought on all of that. Which is why I put myself in a box here of researching the Warrens and I'm like, they were just con artists. Yeah. And they did a great job at it. They did a good job of it. Yeah. yeah and I'm really, I mean, I enjoy watching the content. I I don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe in demons, but I enjoy reading about them because yeah. it's entertaining for me. And so I, they created this whole universe of things and it's a whole museum of stuff where people People go still go. People still go, yeah. Um, they still have Annabelle, Annabelle locked up under like constant watch. Glass case is like, uh, do not open. Don't knock on it. Don't do these things. Like you'll end up with bad things in your life. And I mean, I can, I, I'm behind it. I love it. I, I like to watch it, but I know that they were con artists. Yeah. Because this one happened. The, the Lutz family. You told me that. Yeah. The Lutz family idea. was all fake. Yeah. Uh, and as we'll come to know, as I do the other ones. It's just kind of people that are, like, coming together. They'll call the Warrens and, like, have I got the story for you? Something weird's happening with my family that wasn't normal. Your son has schizophrenia. Uh, <laughs> and he's suffering from Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. It's a big problem and, and the he's whole going, family is very stressed. Yes, and you're going through radiation therapy. Like, he, he's his entire body is being poisoned. That's, radiation is is chemotherapy and radiation is literally like kill take your body down to a point that it cannot handle and then bring it back like that's the whole point yeah so anyways this uh story is what the haunting in connecticut is based upon oh i have seen that one that was in high school yeah which has a whole a lot of deviations from the story even then because they he like has words that appear on his body yeah and, like the whole house burns down and wasn't like the like the weird ghost come the out of his mouth, yeah, his the, mouth. Yeah. yeah but that one didn't involve that was not part of the con it's part of the conjuring universe but it's not attached to the same people that people make the conjuring. yeah yeah that's what i was gonna ask because like the warrens were not the warren the people who play the warrens in the current films were not in the haunting in connecticut yeah yeah okay all right and that's it and that's it. That's, that's all, folks. And then everyone was fine. <laughs> and then everyone left, and they're like, ooh, thanks. So, we thought the Lutzes were getting out of uh, their house because it was too expensive for them. Yes. Uh, what would, what do we think the reason for uh, this family? Same thing? Too expensive. Yeah, same well, thing. Well, I mean, they were paying for radiation and, yeah. and Hodg Hodgkin's. Hodgkin's lymphoma treatments, Not which are very expensive. Yeah. And also, it's American healthcare, so you, it, everyone files for bankruptcy with medical debt. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to America. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You wanna you wanna live? Sorry, you 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 have to pay a lot. You might die. Yeah. So yep. Love ya. Peace, love. Mm, Obamacare yeah. is not illegal. You can totally have it. Well, Supreme Supreme Court said that. Yeah. <laughs> Today. But you still have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't care if you die. We don't care if you die. 
You still have to pay us lots Toodles. of money. And then you still have to pay your uh, uh, deductible. You still have to pay your uh, uh, co-pay. co-pay. You also have to pay uh, your PCP. Uh, you know, all this other shit. Like, Oh, your favorite doctor. Oh, no. They're out of network. Ooh. Oh. oh, you had an emergency and went to a random clinic. $15,000. Thank you. No, ma'am. Absolutely. We're so glad you're okay. We're so glad you're okay. <laughs> no, it's the Agatha wing. We're so glad you're okay. <laughs> I always go the wrong way. I'm like, ah. it, it doesn't really matter which when as long as you do like a a big uh, Catherine Hahn wink. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all that matters. Um, Tell anyways. me more about con artists. Con artists. Uh, this was not a con artist. This is a. This is this is a. This is a doozy. A horrible murderer. A, yeah. Uh, so last week, this is the one that I was actually going to do last week, and then uh, I ran out of a lot of time on a lot of things, and so my friend was like, "Oh, you should totally do this." I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." Uh, and so in an hour last week, when I had an hour to research, I was like, "This is very long. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a lot." This is, this is a lot. Would you describe it as a uh, a doozy? It's a doozy. This is, uh, I feel like this is more information than I did for Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer? Dahmer. <gasps> Dahmer. L, there's an L in there now. I put it in. Yeah, Dahmer. I'm constantly on the internet rewriting things. To That's fine. Just Dahmer. change it. You should go to Wikipedia and just change it. I did. Okay, great. And they keep changing it back. And they're like, this is not right. Okay. Like, uh, this is fucking wrong. Let's ban, ban you from Wikipedia. That would be an honor. <laughs> what if I told you it already happened? Yes! yes! What, what's the the other one? Um, the one from uh, Arrested Development. The meme where she's like... But she's like drinking like ang- angry winking like... Oh. That's just her face. Lucille That's Bluth. <gasps> Lucille Bluth, I know. She and she rests in peace. She was amazing. All the memes that I take from her, I'm just like, I use her memes. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that was me. That was me at Puerto Rancis. I cried a lot, a lot. There was uh, a lot. I just remember like standing on the deck, like looking over at the sunset. And Nick's like right over here on my right, and I was like, and like I like realized I was crying, like without actually like crying. And I was like, oh god, it's happening. And Nick's like, no, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do, do it. it. And I'm like, it's happening. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> just like tears nonstop, and it was really adorable because then Jamie and Lauren came up to say bye like as I'm like trying to get my emotions over with with Nick uh trying to talk to Nick about it. and Nick is not the person to talk to about <laughs> a- emotions. emotions uh and so then I'd, I'm like bawling to Lauren and Jamie and so then I uh like in trying to like I got got things and I'm like I'm trying to tell Savannah and Monica that we're still inside that Lauren and Jamie were leaving I open the door and I find Monica and Savannah who knew of each other, but they were not like close or anything like Making that. Making out. <laughs> Dancing to a random song together, like full on, just like going to town. And I just like started losing it again because I thought it was absolutely adorable. So I'm just like crying, 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 crying. You know, uh, it was, it was a lot of crying. I cried a lot. It was great. Anyways. Um, so today. <laughs> and I would have been there to ground you. You would have been like. Right. Your whole vibe is really bringing like, everyone down. 
and I was everyone just, is uh not happy right now i was just wondering if you would mind like to- it's totally fine if you don't mind but i'm gonna do it anyway if i could just push you off the balcony here. could you just like jump into that sand dune that's like right below you like that'd be great it's Thanks. full of snakes it's there, there there's myself. snakes and spiders and uh probably lots of mosquitoes they're not like, venomous you yeah, know no. but they do like to bite and they will bite lot. you and the poison uh might do something to you uh not venomous not venomous, not venomous. Uh, but definitely close your eyes and uh, walk into the light when you see the light. Just, like, go yeah, for it. Like, just be like, ooh, ooh. And, like, and when you get there, you're like, hey, Lady Gaga. Ooh, come on. But she's not there. Kesha. Yeah. Oh. She's, 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 she's beaming me up. She's taking my, my UFO. Because I did it on purpose so that you both died at the same time. You push Kesha in there, too? No. No. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I get the wink. Um, anyway, so I'm going to talk to you today about Bruce MacArthur. Have you heard of him? Tell me more. I will. Uh, Thomas Donald Bruce MacArthur, or Bruce MacArthur, was born on October 8th of 1951 in Lindsay, Ontario. I am about <laughs> to turn this podcast off for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Because I can't stand that I told you that it's Ontario, <laughs> and you've decided that that's not what you're going to say. Uh, but he was raised on a farm in Argyle near Woodville in... Uh, Woodville, Texas? No. Uh, Woodville in the Kawartha Lakes region. Do you know about that? Nope. Well, this is the localities of Toronto Podcast. Because I got lots of different localities, honey. Name a city that I've heard of. Uh, we'll see. London? No. Uh, in addition to raising MacArthur and his sister, his parents fostered troubled children from Toronto, often uh, with six to ten in their care at any given time, and had a good reputation in the area, according to a family friend. As a young boy, Bruce attended a one-room schoolhouse outside of Woodville. Uh, a classmate recalled him trying to be the teacher's pet and would tattle on the boys that didn't that he didn't fit in with to get in good graces with the teacher, you know? Familiar. Uh, is me. <laughs> is me. Uh, he was also known for winning singing contests. I don't know what's important. Also familiar. I did not sing. Oh, actually I did. I was very good in elementary school. Um, MacArthur's mother was an Irish Catholic and his father was a Scottish Presbyterian. Both were devout, which caused a lot of arguments in which MacArthur always went with his mother. Familiar. Very familiar. Uh, This led to a poor relationship with a strict father, uh, who MacArthur later felt may have sensed his homosexuality. No, no way. (laughs) MacArthur had uh, trouble accepting his sexual orientation, which would have been seen as abnormal in rural Ontario. (laughs) Ontario at that time, sorry. Uh, MacArthur was bused to nearby... Finnalon Falls second, Secondary School for his secondary education, where he met and began dating Janice Campbell. They both graduated in 1970. So the most Canadian name I've heard. Janice. Janice, Janice Campbell. Campbell. Oh, she's a good one, that one. <laughs> Love her. She she babysits Diane's kid on Tuesday. She does needlepoint the whole time. <laughs> needlepoint, like... Yeah, I need a point. No, she's real good. She's real she good. Real good. <laughs> There's some framed work in the in the front room if you want to go take a look. It's just over says, top of the Chesterfield. It just says fuck. <laughs> uh, it's so, pine trees that say 
fuck it's cold. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so MacArthur later graduated from a program in general business and married Campbell when he was 23. MacArthur began working for Eaton's, uh, Eaton's Department Stores as a buyer's assistant around 1973 in downtown Toronto, uh, which the building was later demolished for construction of the Eaton Center. A few blocks north where MacArthur was working, a gay village was what? formed a one on Yonga, Yong Street, Yonga, Yong, Yong uh, Street between College and Wesley Streets. It's Young. 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 No, just Young. Young Street. In, well, anyways, it's College and Wesley Streets. Um... Same-sex adult uh, sexual behavior had been decriminalized in 1969. Uh, MacArthur... What? Oh. MacArthur left Eaton's in 1978 and began working as a traveling salesman for McGregor Socks, soliciting department stores to carry his merchandise. He lit... Get these socks, baby. Mm, get these cookies. Get these cookies. Get Honestly. These socks, you need babe. some socks? Ooh. Remember when I used to sell socks? I'm wearing them. Oh, you mean these? Trans rights matter socks. Well, those are pantyhose. They should be. And they're in an awful neon green color. Those are gray. Do you have... Are you colorblind? Do we need to get your eyes checked? No. No. No, no, no. Anyways. um, He later worked as a merchandising representative for Stanfields, which is a garment company. In the mid-1970s, MacArthur's father was diagnosed with a brain tumor and was sent to a nursing home. MacArthur became disappointed when his mother took interest in another man and grew much closer to his father at this time. So he's like, my mom is going to see another man. I'm going to be friends with my father now. <laughs> that cheating whore, she's not doing it for us anymore, is um, she, dad? she, yeah. Which, at this Let's time, he's... Let's go back and, and look at your tools again. What do you call this one? Yeah, he's 27 at this point. Like, girl, what? <laughs> um, so then his mother ended up dying of cancer in 1978, and his father died in 1981. And I'm like, damn, double whammy. Ooh. Uh, lost Yikes. both of them within, like, a three-year period. But also, his mom, like, because his dad got diagnosed in the mid-70s, and he lived for another six or seven years and his mom got cancer and just died. Uh, so that, that happened fast. Uh, so in the 1979, MacArthur and his wife moved into a house on Ormond drive in Oshawa. Oh, I know Oshawa. There you go. Uh, so by 1981, they had a daughter named Melanie and a son named Todd. Aw. In 1986, the MacArthur's bought a home in, uh, Cartreff Avenue on uh, in Oshawa. Uh, he became very active in his church, keeping himself busy to avoid examining his homosexual feelings. Let's stay busy so that I'm not gay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, honey, the gayest people I know, honey. Honey. They're busy. They're honey. busy. Busy, busy, Do busy. Do you see busy. how fast they walk? They're busy. They don't have anywhere to go, but they're busy, They're busy, honey. busy. honey. Yeah. They got somewhere to be. You talk to them, they're like, oh, God. I'm so busy. I'm just go, so busy. I have to go down to the grocery store and buy a mango today. Mm, it's just taking up my whole schedule. Mm, blah. Mm, yes. Mm, mm. Absolutely not. That's what they do. 
And that's honey. What, honey, baby. Let me tell you, okay? Bitch. Because it takes a long time mm. to select one mango, mm. okay? Mm. And if I get the wrong one, then I have to return it. Uh, My whole day is just shot. Bitch, I died. I, I died. I literally, literally died. died. Boots the house down, mm. mama. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, that. that. Uh, he was avoiding that. <laughs> Why would you avoid that? I li- I live for it. it Honey, just took I live. Fifteen minutes for us to do that. J- that. That was just about a mango. One mango. One mango. Imagine yes, if we have to sale, mama. If we have to go to a store and buy multiple well, groceries. Oh my god. Oh. Let me just tell my. you, and I will show up fifteen minutes late, and that is not negotiable. Uh, to your be- own grocery store? Yes, because okay. because I'm going to run into a lot of problems. Iced. Coffee. Starbucks is apparently on uh there's there's something happening. There's something happening, Mama. What's that? There's like a shortage of Starbucks currently, oh, apparently. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that, that does not affect me. It does not yeah, yeah, me neither. I'm gonna Starbucks. <laughs> I drink Red Bull. I I I Tell I, me when aluminum is in shortage because then they can't make the cans for the green bowl. Oh, that's a problem, honey. Ooh, oh honey. Remember that time that there was an aluminum shortage? What was that, two thousand ten? That was a while ago. A while? I've I'm going to start pronouncing only... my H's in my H's after my W's more. Where? My name is Chris White. Chris White. White. Where? Where are they? Where is Chris White? Where is Chris White? It's been a while since I've seen him. <laughs> it's been a, a while since the white one. A while since we've seen the white one. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um... So, MacArthur began having sexual affairs with men in the early 90s. Shut the fuck up. Yes. So, more than a year later, he came out to came out of the closet to his wife, but they continued Ooh. living together. Well, and they have two children? Yes. Okay. Two children. At this time, they are, what, uh, 11 or 12-ish? I wasn't paying attention to the dates that much. As a 1981 when they said they had two kids by 1981. So I don't know when the kids were, were really born. born. But it was two of them at that moment. Uh, so if this is 1990s, like around when we were born, then... <gasps> oh my gosh, I was being born. Yeah. One province over. Yeah, you were right there. It's like... Just like just I like, probably knew them. Yeah, probably you probably knew You were like, hey, bestie. That's what I thought. <laughs> So, and it was like, you guys like milk? Because <laughs> that's all I really know This right is now. all the rage right now. You like tits right now? They are so full, into tits, honey. Full so into of tits. food right now, okay? Let's get it. Get these cookies. Get, <laughs> get this milk. <laughs> so sometime after 1993, MacArthur's employment in the clothing trade came to an end, and the couple faced financial difficulty, in part due to legal issues connected to their then-teenage son, Todd, who was obsessively making obscene phone calls to women he did not know. Honey, take the phone away. Unplug the phone. Unplug the phone, honey. Hide the phone. In Hide your the phone until you need it. Get out of there. Uh, he doesn't have a cell phone. The they call don't exist. The call is coming from inside the house. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Hide your fucking phone. Get out of there. Um, the couple mortgaged their home in 1997 and declared bankruptcy in 1999. Also, tell your kid to fucking stop. Get, tell your kid to fuck off. Like, Lock him in, in his room. Attic. Honestly, just get rid of him. 
No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Is it illegal in Canada? Absolutely. <laughs> so MacArthur separated from his also, wife. Just do what a regular Canadian family does and sit down for a long talk. It's about an hour and a half of, why did you do that? Well, if he is uh, has come out to his wife, and I assume children, uh, and they also understand there's just like no... Love in the marriage. No real. No, there's just no. Nothing keeping them all together. No, there's no control here. There's like, are you? Is it really going to stop him? Is that good old Canadian sit down really going to change anything? Take him out to a nice dinner at Tim's for donuts. <laughs> Who's Tim's? It's a restaurant. Okay. It's they have donuts McDonald's too? equivalency. Oh, okay, okay. Tim's. Uh huh. Good Take old a nice double and a and a and a nice maple glaze mm-hmm. and say. If you don't fucking stop, we're going to drive you out and we're going to leave you. Send him off to to the the uh, northeastern provinces. and We're going to drive you out west. Oh, west. We're and going we're going to leave you in a province. Not even a province. We're going to leave you in a territory with 600 people. Alberta. Manitoba. Manitoba. Yes. Do it. And you're going to have to make friends with trees. Because there's no people. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what? That doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> the trees don't... The trees are homophobic. Oh. Because... Well, he was straight. They don't wear heels. Mm, baby. But bitch... You can't buy clogs in... Wooden clogs in heels, mama. But I can make them. Out of those trees that you're making you, me talk oh, to? You better try. Oh, you, you better try. You better try. <laughs> Stupid. Anyways, um, so he separa- separated from his wife in 1997 and moved to Toronto as there was no gay community. Toronto. Toronto. No, the second T doesn't make noise. Toronto. 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 As there was no gay community in Oshawa at the time, uh, he frequented the bars at Church and Wesley, uh, Toronto's gay bar, <laughs> uh, gay village, uh, and moved into an apartment on Don Mills Road while pursuing a four-year relationship with a man. A man, honey. A man, Maury. Uh, when they broke up and his divorce was finalized, MacArthur saw a psychiatrist and was prescribed Prozac for several months. It was about this time that he was attempting to gain work as a landscaper. Uh, Just after noon on October 31st of 2001, a few weeks after his 50th birthday, MacArthur followed actor and model Mark Henderson into his apartment building after being invited into Henderson's apartment to see his Halloween costume. A leather, full-body leather suit with a ball gag. My thing, you're inviting someone in your house... you know, it's you're gonna fuck. I mean, that's kind of no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. You you're could right. Be there for blowjobs. You're, okay, there is something there. Uh, well, at this point, MacArthur struck Henderson several times from behind with an iron pipe uh, that he often carried. Uh, Henderson fought back yeah, before. Yeah, you don't carry an iron pipe all the time. I just hold. Well, that's what they call my no. Uh, Henderson, Your handbag? my handbag, the iron pipe, <gasps> clink. 
Because it's made out of iron pipes. Correct, yeah. Uh, it's, there's only iron pipes inside of it. It's 50 pounds. My shoulders are lopsided because of just holding this bag. Oh, I thought that was just you were trying to do a hunchback of Notre Dame. Sclerosis. I have severe sclerosis. It's uh, a serious uh, issue. Why are you making fun of me about this? Okay? I would never. I would yeah. never. Yeah. Yikes. Why? Yeah. Uh, anyways, so he fought back before losing his consciousness. Uh, he called 911 when he awoke and was taken to St. Michael's Hospital. He had suffered injuries to his head and body, and he did several stitches to the back of his head and his fingers, as well as six weeks of physiotherapy. MacArthur, who turned himself in after the attack, said he did not remember the incident or why he might have done it. He pleaded guilty to charges of assault with a weapon and assault uh, causing bodily harm, and on April 11, 2003, he received a conditional sentence of 229 days, which is one day less than two years. Um, a further charge of care- 229 days is one day less than two years. No. 365 days are in one year. 729. Oh, I heard 229. You've no. been saying 229. No, 729. You've been I said, saying 229. I have not. Yes, you have. 729. Why would I bring it up if you had not said 229? Because you're not listening to me. No, because you're, you're not telling, listening. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you're not listening. You're not listening. Uh, so it's one day less than two years. Uh, a further charge of carrying a concealed weapon with, was withdrawn at the time. The Crown Authority had earlier believed jail time was warranted, but agreed to a conditional sentence after after psychiatric and pre-sentencing reports suggested MacArthur was a low risk to reoffend. Surprise, surprise, bitches! The victim said by the Crown to have been traumatized by the incident, did not provide a victim impact statement for the sentencing, and there were concerns that MacArthur's unexplained behavior may have been due to the combination of his anti-seizure medication and amyl nitrate, a muscle relaxant which is sometimes taken recreationally before sex. Amyl nitrate is poppers, just in case anyone was wondering. Uh, MacArthur avoided prison, sending, spending the first year of his sentence under house arrest, followed by a six-month curfew and three years of probation. During the sentence, he was uh, barred from church and Wesley except for work and medical appointments. Uh, he had to stay at least 10 meters or 33 feet from the victim's home or workplace and could not spend time with male prostitutes. MacArthur was forbidden to possess firearms for 10 years. He was not to purchase, possess, or consume drugs without a medical prescription, and specifically not to possess poppers. They were like, uh, yeah, you can't have drugs, but you know what? Poppers also, absolutely not. Um, He also, you missed the whole conversation about poppers. I was here the whole time. You were here the whole time. I mean, sorry, you... uh, I didn't have a lot to say. You dozed off about poppers. Um... (laughs) He uh, had to submit a, his DNA. They thought his anti-seizure med- medication and uh, poppers made him. Uh, uh, he's taking anti-seizures. Yes, apparently anti- they said anti-seizures. So I guess he's taking anti-seizure medication too. Uh, and then he, they thought the amyl nitrate, a muscle relaxant, which is sometimes taken rec- recreationally before sex. Poppers. Oh my gosh! No. That's a VHS cleaner. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. 
But also... <laughs> I never knew it was used for anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Mm. Whoa. Oh. Whoa, hold on. Gotta get a high right fast. Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never done that. I have no idea. It, does, what you're it doesn't, to do. yeah, it doesn't go like that. It's more like a, you take a sniff. Oh. You take another sniff. Ooh, a little bit dizzy, but still like, still normal. Uh, and. But your butthole goes like, whoa. All your muscles go like, whoa. But, but like. Mostly your butthole. Just your butthole. Just loosens. Everything's gone. You're ready. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he had to submit his DNA to a database and was compelled to undertake uh, psychological and psychiatric counseling, uh, including anger management. Uh, a criminal defense lawyer found the list of conditions uncommon and suggested the judge was concerned that MacArthur was a danger to all male prostitutes. So basically the, the defense lawyer was like, are you giving him all these random things because he's gay? Like, what? this is not like a normal like list of conditions for his not being put in jail situation uh so a retired homicide detective noted that parole conditions were unenforceable and were not published or made public knowledge and that parole violators were caught only if they come to the attention of police so basically like if he went to the gay bars unless he was recognized or someone was like yeah that's definitely him you know something like that there was no way to tell him, don't go to the gay bars, which kind of terrifies me about <laughs> anyone who is told not to go to the gay bars here. And it's like, are they still going to the gay bars? Well, I don't think that's something that people are excluded from doing anymore. They're just saying, don't go to bars. Correct, yeah. But still, if if a police officer doesn't recognize you, which in Houston, they're not going to recognize every criminal that is well, not allowed. They put a tracker on your foot. That's valid. Correct. Um, so in 2014, MacArthur was granted a record suspension, granted, you know, yes, granted a record suspension on the conviction and was subsequently expunged from his record uh, and would not have appeared in a criminal background checks during subsequent investigations. So basically they were like, yeah, uh, this had never happened. You don't have to worry about anything else showing up, which this time is important, as we'll come to find out that he didn't. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't doesn't ever exist. This this incident doesn't ever exist on his record. Um, most records and exhibits were destroyed in 2010 in compliance with the uh, Toronto Police Services uh, retention policy. So TPS. Uh, we only, I'm sorry, they only, sur- blah, 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 blah. the only surviving documents were transcripts of the guilty plea and sentencing hearing, uh, the psychiatric report and pre-sentencing report, uh, ordered during the trial and pictures of the victims' injuries and the weapon. So otherwise it doesn't exist on his record. So if they, they pull his record, he's, it's clean. If they, if someone goes looking for it, they can find some shit, but you have to really go looking for it. So backtracking slightly, in 2002, while the assault case was still before the courts, MacArthur registered with Recon, which is a gay fetish dating website for men into BDSM, where his profile noted an interest in submissive men. He was active on numerous gay dating websites, including Silver Daddies, Man Jam, Grinder, Bear 411, Bear Forest, Scruff, Daddy Hunt, 
Squirt, and Growler. Oh, no Jacked. No Jacked. Jacked's not on this one. Um, or Hornet. There's no Jacked or Hornet. Anyways, MacArthur joined Facebook. So your chances are done. my choices. My chances are very slim. Besides, besides Grinder, that's the only one I. Oh that's the gosh, only I got. That time I know. Uh, so MacArthur joined Facebook in 2011 and cataloged his <laughs> night late. Yeah, cataloged his nightlife with pictures of parties, vacations, birthday dinners, and concerts. It is noted that younger men of South Asian or Middle Eastern descent were in several pictures. By this point, MacArthur had become a part of the gay community and was a regular at its bars. Since 2007 and to, uh, 2007 or 2008, he was living in the 19th floor apartment at Leeside Towers in Thorncliffe Park, which is a neighborhood populated mainly by immigrants about three miles northeast of Church and Wesley. MacArthur's 2003 banishment from Church and Wesley remained well known, and he had developed re- reputation for BDSM and rough sex. In 2011, he told an acquaintance an acquaintance named Robert James about an incident in which he had been asked to leave a coffee house, which caused MacArthur to knock all the glasses off the counter in rage. James decided to heed advice to stay away from MacArthur, explaining that he had heard disturbing stories about him. According to James, MacArthur turned red and screamed about fucking gay people with an F, uh, telling stories about me, and you're just like the rest of them. You think I'm crazy. Uh, well, if you're acting crazy. If you're acting crazy, then you're crazy. Uh, AJ Khan, a Toronto uh, restaurant owner, remembered MacArthur as a friendly regular. Towards the end of 2013, Khan inquired when McCor- MacArthur came in alone instead of with his usual companion. MacArthur said his boy- boyfriend was on vacation, and when Khan noted that he had seen the man the previous day, MacArthur angrily left and never returned. So he's like, yeah, my boyfriend's gone. And the boyfriend, he's like, oh, well, your boyfriend was in yesterday. He's like, no, and just left. <laughs> I mean, n- I'm sure he <laughs> had some uh, stronger feelings. So MacArthur, <laughs> MacArthur had become a self and bless you, become a I self. I was sneezing. I was just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not off brand for me. I really, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> screams. Uh, MacArthur had become a self-employed landscaper operating under the name artistic designs uh, a colleague who installed water features on three of macarthur's project described to him as more of a gardener operating out of a little van with old tools i want somebody to refer to me so say i have a business as a business a makeup artist mm-hmm. and people will be like he's more of like a painter then he is a makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> he's more a, or he's more of a gardener yeah, it's you're just uh, supposed to be painting people's faces, and you're not. He's you're not like doing a, that. Like a 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 he cleans the brushes. Ooh, yeah, mm. yeah. He's just the assistant to the assistant in a different profession entirely. Yeah, the assistant to the assistant in. Uh, I'm there as a IT. People will be like, oh. wow, he's great at setting up the Wi-Fi. He plugged my phone in for me to charge and then reset it. Yeah. By that, I mean just turn it off. And, off and on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, so he said that MacArthur 
was always uh, accompanied by an older white man who appeared to be romantically involved with him, and then also a day laborer, usually of South Asian or Middle Eastern descent. Most of MacArthur's clients were wealthy, elderly women who found him charming, and he had built a client base through personal recommendations. Uh, I feel like all gays just bond with elderly white women. Same. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what's up, Dorothy? Yeah. Hey, Queen. Yes. Hey, Cheryl. Yes. You went to the Kato to get a new top. I Mm, see you, bitch. I see you. I see you. During the off-season, MacArthur portrayed Santa Claus at uh, Agincourt Mall and made floral gifts for charities. MacArthur's separation from his wife was initially heated, though they later reconciled. His son, Todd, was reportedly reported to have difficulty accepting his father as gay. In 2014, Todd was sentenced to... So, 2014, at this point, Todd had to have been at least in his 30s. Having trouble accepting your dad as gay. Yes. Uh, well, he was sentenced girl. to 14 months in jail for making multiple obscene phone calls, still in his late 30s. Well. Yeah. Um, or mid thirties, sorry. Here. Yeah, so he was released on bail in order to stay with his father at his Toronto apartment and assist with MacArthur's landscaping business. A former friend of Todd's visited one night and discovered the wall of MacArthur's bathroom was decorated with photos of naked men with erections. Nothing weird about that. Nothing weird. Uh, he said that most of the men appeared to be of South a- uh, South Indian uh, descent and uh, South Asian. Sorry, South Asian descent. And that Todd said that they were men whom his father knew. So the bathroom that Todd had to use just had naked men everywhere. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so MacArthur, apparently when MacArthur was addressed with this fact, uh, they laughed over over breakfast. Like, they, this was like a, a thing. Like, the friends, I guess, stayed over. And he was like, yeah, there's naked men on my wall. It's funny. Is it? <laughs> I feel like all gays at one point in their life are going to have a... Some, some sort some, of phallic. Some sort of an abstract photo of a naked man on the wall. That's valid. That's valid. But if it's like a bunch of photos of men that you've like slept <laughs> Polaroids. with. Polaroids. Yeah. Polaroids of just like naked men with erections. Like, is that really the best thing to have in your guest bathroom? Well, not the guest bathroom. Well, it's, it was Todd's bathroom. So I assume it was a guest bathroom. The yes. Master bathroom. Okay. Locked one. I'm just kidding. No. Not locked away, present, just everywhere, like just visible for you're tours. Just sitting back in your bath, like, yes, yeah. this is. Uh, these are the ones. This is pretty nice. I like pretty these. Nice. I like these. I like these. So, <laughs> in November of 2012, the TPS launched a task force dubbed Product Houston. I don't know why it was called that. It's uh, probably Houston. Okay, fine. Uh, into the September 6, 2010 disappearance of Shikandraj... No. Damn it, I practiced. Skandaraj, which their short name is Skanda, Navaratnam, believing that he had been murdered but had no leads. According to a 2018 W5 investigation, a man posted on a cannibal website named Zombian Meat... In 2012, that he had killed and eaten a man in Toronto, which had led to the formation of Project Houston. They saw that in 2012, and they were like, uh, yeah, we should probably figure out what's, uh, what's happening here. Um, 
police briefly investigated the possible link between Navaratnam's murder and uh, the convicted killer, Luca Magnata, uh, although this lead was eventually abandoned for lack of evidence. I assume that's another serial killer or killer of some sort. By June 2013, Project Houston was identified, had identified two other missing persons cases linked by geography and lifestyle, Albasir Basir Vizi and Majid Hamid Kayan. Uh, like Navaratnam, both men were middle-aged immigrants of South Asian origin who disappeared from Church and Wesley around uh, 2010 and 2012. An anonymous tip linking MacArthur to Navaratnam and Kaihan uh, led police to interview him in 2011. Uh, I'm sorry, what? November 11, 2013. <laughs> um, police had been told that he had a romantic relationship with both Navaratnam uh, and had visited Kaihan at some point. Visited. You know, uh, MacArthur told... What was that signal? I don't understand. I, um, eating a turkey leg. Turkey legs sound delicious right now. Like brushing teeth. teeth? Yes, there you go. Okay. Um, so MacArthur told police that he knew both men and regularly inter- uh, I'm sorry, interacted with Navratnam at a gay bar, but denied being in a relationship with him. MacArthur also admitted to employing Kaihan with uh, whom he had broken off a sexual relationship with. Uh, Project Houston concluded with no evidence to the link uh, to link the disappearances uh, and that a crime had been committed committed or to identify a suspect. So they basically like, well, we believe him. All right. Bye. Yeah. Uh, so, according to a 2016 case summary, there was still nothing to explain what happened, what had happened to these men. Zizzes. Men zizzes. So, on June 26 of 2017, one day after attending Pride Toronto, Andrew Kinsman disappeared from Cabbage Town uh, and was last seen in the area of his residence in Winchester Street. On the evening of June 28th, learning that no one had seen Kinsman in a couple of days, Ted Healy and other friends gained access to his apartment. They found no sign of disturbance, although his 17-year-old cat was out of food and water. They reported Kinsman's disappearance to the police the following day. Kinsman, who was an op- was openly gay, uh, was an openly gay. <laughs> was openly gay and had uh, deep roots in the community, was regarded as a stable, responsible man whose friends felt would not suddenly leave, and certainly not without his cat or his prescription medicine. Uh, It was also noted to be unlike Kinsman to go anywhere without notifying his friends or family. Kinsman was active on social media, but investigators found his cell phone was turned off the day he disappeared. At the end of July of 2017, the DPS TPS created a new task force called Project PRISM, uh, to investigate the disappearances of Kinsman and another man named Salim Essen, and to look for any links to the unsolved disappearances investigated under under Project Houston or Houston. Um, Greg Downer, a friend and colleague of colleague of Kinsman's, uh, who set up Facebook groups dedicated to finding him and other missing men, organized an August first August first. First uh, community safety meeting in which police gave an overview of the task force and thanked the community for the abundance of information that they had received. Queer refugees, transgender, and two-spirit people spoke of their vulnerabilities, experiencing disproportionate violence within the LGBT community. Downer's group, the Missing Rainbow Community, provided strategies for staying safe when meeting people from dating apps. 
Realizing the difficulty police face with judicial uh, authorizations for data from servers located outside Canada, which caused delays in the crucial early days of the missing persons investigations, Downer appealed to dating sites to provide an option for users to consent to have their data released to police if they went missing. Safety hotlines were also set up for those reluctant to speak to the police. So if you didn't want your uh, information released to Grindr, uh, then you could just be like, okay, well, I'll call someone. As like a confidential thing, because you know, Grinder, you have those bi daddies that are on there that don't want their wives to know. Um, I've been mulling over this because you've been talking the whole time, and you've been saying the streets of Church and West Wesley. Mm-hmm. Wesley, it's Wellesley. It is, isn't it? It it definitely is. Wellesley. It definitely is. It definitely is because. I, I knew of it. Yes, it's not Wesley. It's I Wellesley. just I mixed everything up, didn't I? Wellesley. It is. Wellesley. Yep. Oh, yep. So uh, you mispronounced Wellesley, Young, and Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. And Toronto, because you're trash. Toronto. Anyways, um, where was I? Got it. Um, so, yes, fears of a serial killer stalking Church and Wellesley grew on November 29th when the body of uh, Tess Ritchie was found by her mother in an alleyway four days after she was reporting missing. The following day, police announced that the body of Alora Wells, a homeless transgender woman, had been identified, her body having been discovered in a Rosedale ravine in August. Because of fears in the community, TPS Chief Mark Saunders held an unprecedented December 8th news conference on the three separate investigations into the death of Richie and Wells and the disappearances of Kinsman and Essen. Although the cases occurred in close proximity, police did not believe that they were related, and Saunders said that they had no evidence of a serial killer. So they're like, guys, 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 guys. Carly, Ray, Jepson. Yes! yes! Uh, but no, honestly, he was like, uh, yeah, nothing's going on. We're okay. No serial killer. Just random events that people are dying. Child. Sis. Uh, I think that is half true. Because two of the people were killed by this guy, two of the people were not. Um, Project Prism. Prism. Uh, so this is where I thought about cutting it off before part two, but uh, we don't have enough information yet, honey. I wanted to leave you guys on like a little bit of a cliffhanger, just like a little bit. Our little toes, just are like a little, off the edge. yeah, like dip in, girl. Just feel all of the skin. Anyways, uh, Project Prism was overseen by Detective Sergeant Michael Richmond and led by Detective Sergeant Hank. In no, no, it sing in. God dang it! I practice all these things. Insigna, insigna, insigna. Um, who had served on the Homicide Squad for over 13 years and had been assigned to Project Houston for six months. The task force also included an officer for the from the Sex Crimes Unit and six officers from Police 51 Division, three of whom had been members of Project Houston. The investigation was difficult because the lifestyle of the subjects uh, who used dating apps and frequently met people that they had never met before. And I was like, hold on. You tell me that straight people don't hook up like this? Oh, they do. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Tinder now, but like at the time, you know, early 2012, you was Grinder down to your Applebee's and help you meet someone at the bar. Honestly, was Grinder the only thing that was out there, like with gay people just getting together and and fucking, cat for fucking. That's. I mean, honestly, gays paved the way. Here we As are again. We always do. As we always do. I'm just saying, honestly, truly. Truly, truly. Um, so, anyways, um, so Kinsman disappearance was central to the creation of Project Prism because of a lead obtained at the end of July. Idsigna later said that a crucial piece of evidence was recovered because Kinsman's disappearance had been reported within 24 hours, after which evidence could have been lost. According to an agreed statement of facts read in court, police found Bruce on Kinsman's calendar for June 26th, the same day Kinsman was last seen. Girl, do you write your grinder hookups on, or have you written your grinder hookups on calendars? No. Absolutely not. I just text my friends, I'm like, if I don't call you in two hours, can you, like, find my dead body wherever it is? Um, to which I would say, No. no. <laughs> Good luck. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Best of luck. Hope it's worth it. Uh, please don't get killed. Uh, sorry about your loss. But also, I ain't reading that. That's one of my favorite things. Like, uh, I, I'm not reading. This is this is too long. I'm not reading that. Sorry for your loss or congratulations or whatever. <laughs> TLDR. TLDR. Uh, sorry for your loss. Congratulations or whatever. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. So, am I just not going to... This chair's not going to last with me, you is it? just 8,000 Just rocking, 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 rocking. Um, so that day, surveillance video outside Kinsman's residence showed a person matching his, his appearance approach a red vehicle. The video did not show a license plate or a clear picture of the driver, but a chrome sighting identified it as a 2004 Dodge Caravan. There were more than 6,000 several similar models in Toronto, but only five were registered to someone named Bruce. Of those, the only uh, 2004 model belonged to Bruce MacArthur. By late August of uh, August or September of 2017, they matched the van from surveillance video of MacArthur's apartment, but it was no longer at his residence. Redacted warrants and police documents partially released by a judge in mid-2018 revealed that in August and September, police investigators had obtained uh, production orders compelling the release of data from Google, Rogers Wireless, Bell Canada, TELUS, Royal Bank of Canada, and Manulife Bank of Canada. Around September, tracking warrants had been obtained for uh, vehicles and phones. In October, further orders were granted for information from Yahoo!, uh, Air Canada, Additional Banks, and the Pink Triangle, Triangle Press, which is an LG, LGBT publisher. Uh, MacArthur was named in, named in a September 8th request to place a judicial seal on the warrants and a later request to seal warrants issued from September to November, noting the investigation into Bruce, Bruce MacArthur. An October request noted circumstantial evidence that suggested Bruce MacArthur's involvement in the disappearance of five men, including Kinsman. So basically... 
they created they started creating a case against MacArthur, but they were like, don't release this fucking evidence. Like <laughs> this is what's happening. We have an idea. We have all these different things that we're trying to get information from all these lists of people to try and figure all this shit out. Uh, don't let this get into the public. But these things are being uh, factored in, essentially. But we have labeled this the case against Bruce, essentially. So uh, on October 3rd, plainclothes police officers arrived at Dom's Auto Parts in uh, Cordes, Ontario. Cordes? C-O-U-R-T-I-C-E? Cordis? Cordice? Cordis, Ontario, uh, which is 43 miles northeast of Toronto. They were canvassing businesses for MacArthur's 2004 Dodge Caravan, which owner Dominic Vettiri uh, confirmed he had purchased on September 16th. The police found it intact and had it towed away, also copying surveillance video of MacArthur uh, visiting the shop. Vettiri said that Officers later told him that they had found trace amounts of blood in the vehicle, and the blood was identified as Kinsman's. <gasps> Court documents show that in a November uh, cadaver do- uh, in, that in November cadaver dogs were brought to a Mallory Crescent residence in Lee Side neighborhood of Toronto. MacArthur had an arrangement to tend the owner's yard in exchange for storage space in the garage for his landscaping equipment, but the dogs did not find that they indicated they found any human remains. A camera was installed to monitor monitor the garage. Police also obtained a log of MacArthur's key fob for this apartment. Uh, With this and a tracking warrant for his cell phone, they built a timeline of the day Kinsman went missing. DNA evidence from MacArthur's van, which matched Kinsman and Essen, allowed investigators to obtain a general warrant for MacArthur's apartment on December 4th. But police went in covertly and uh, entered his residence and cloned his computer's hard drive. On December 5th, after consulting with the community, uh, Project Prism issued a warning about dating apps urging users to exercise caution when meeting someone. Bitch, why the fuck didn't you release that sooner? I would have been like, uh, yeah, some, something's going on. We're still trying to find out what. Don't meet up with people. Or don't do it without other people knowing where you're at. Or who you're meeting up with. Uh, in a December 8th news conference, Prism, uh, Project Prism investigators said that they had completed 62 witness interviews, 28 judicial authorizations, and assigned 308 actions, of which 225 had been completed at that point. Good job. Complete more. Uh, police had also conducted searches, utilizing resources uh, from the mounted and canine units. On one occasion, a drone was used. Oh my god, Drones. So early, before drones were like a big thing, you know? It said that they had no evidence to link the disappearances. The investigation picked up in January of 2018 when Insigna, id noted that they had many 15-hour days and 72-hour stretch of investigative, intense investigation in mid-January. Uh, okay. Cool. Glad you did that. Why didn't you do it sooner? Uh, just saying. Uh, on October 17th, two pieces of evidence came to light directly connecting MacArthur to the disappearances of Essen and of Kinsman. A partial download from MacArthur's computer, which was going through forensic uh, analysis of deleted files, yielded post-mortem photos of the victims that day. Round-the-clock surveillance uh, was put on MacArthur which instructions with instructions that uh, MacArthur should be immediately arrested if observed alone with another person. Uh, 
They, they said anyone. <laughs> Alone with anyone. Uh, police officers surveilling MacArthur decided to apprehend him shortly after they saw a young man enter his Thorncliff Park apartment on January 8th of 2018, believing the man's life was at risk. A source told CTV News that the police officers found the young man restrained to a bed when they entered MacArthur's apartment. The man was shaken but not injured. Uh, referred to in court as John, the man had arrived in Canada from the Middle East five years earlier, was married, and had not told his family that he was gay. He had met MacArthur through the dating app Growler and said that they had met for sex several times. He had agreed to keep his relationship with MacArthur secret and let himself be handcuffed to MacArthur's steel bed frame. MacArthur put a black bag over his head and tried to tape his mouth shut before police officers interrupted them. According to CP24, which I assume is a news station. CP? CP, yeah. Mm, I'm not familiar. Okay. The the police officers had a search warrant for the apartment after uh, obtained after gaining blood evidence from MacArthur's van. Uh, police seized... I'm stuck. Police seized uh, electronic devices from the apartment, including five cell phones, five computers, three digital cameras, and about a dozen USB flash drives. Evidence found in MacArthur's apartment shortly after the arrest prompted investigators to charge MacArthur with two counts of first-degree murder in the presumed deaths of Andrew Kinsman and Salim Essen. Their bodies had not been found, but police said they had a pretty good idea, quote-unquote, of how they died. Insignia... Insignia was satisfied that there was enough evidence for murder convictions, even without the bodies. So that is where I will push pause on uh, all of this, because there is a lot more shit that goes down. And finding the bodies. So, hmm. hmm. Yes, there's a a lot. So if you guys are really interested, you could honestly go to the Wikipedia article that I got... uh, all, of, all of this information from. But also, you just love my storytelling. So just hold on one more week. And one just, more week. Just hold on for one more week. What is that? Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Phillips. Wilson Phillips. Yeah. A classic. You should get that haircut. What? The Wilson Phillips haircut? I, I could do that if I had hair. Well, it would just be a very thin Wilson <laughs> Ouch! But yes, I mean, <laughs> doesn't 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 sting? That's fine. Uh, a very thin Wilson. <laughs> By that I meant skinny. A skinny yes. legend. Yes, look at me. Yes. I live for it. Yeah, shut the fuck up. So part two will come um, next week, and we will discuss uh, the investigation. We'll talk about uh, the trial. We'll talk about uh, the aftermath. We've got a lot of shit. This is a big one. There's a lot. Canada no, Canada apparently does not like the term serial killer. Well, no. Because they believe in reforming of criminals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have... As I was reading and I was like, oh my god, you guys are really trying so hard not to call him a serial killer. Bitch, this guy was a serial killer. He killed a lot of people. It, this is beyond the people that we just talked about. We talked about like, what, five so far? Um, there's more. <laughs> There's more, girl. Uh, and the places that he put them, girl. So tune in for next week. We'll talk about it. 
And by that, I mean, I'll talk about it. This is, uh... And I'll listen. I'll listen. And I'll uh, be like, oh my god. Oh my god. No, Ontario is pronounced Ontario, not Ontario. Not Ontario. And it's Toronto, not Toronto. Yeah. That's what I'll do. That's, that's the only important thing that you give me. And it's not Wesley, it's Wellesley. 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 What is it? And you'd be like, the Arkham... Ar- the Arkham apprehended him. Yep. Mm, that's uh oh yeah i don't i don't think i don't have it i don't i, don't, I haven't seen their name in here well, all canadian police are called rcmp well so what i've been calling tcp haven't i that's i guess that's specific to toronto maybe part part of, i heard that ooh. of the rcmp um yeah okay Anyways, yeah, so I have a part two for all the other things that go down with Bruce MacArthur uh, next week. So, same for uh, part two. I, I, I am enjoying this, like, two-part segment. Leave you guys on a cliffhanger, like, ooh, yeah, we talked about all his shit. Now what happens? Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. You have Listen to wait a week. Listen next week, you stupid yeah. bitch. And then we, did, we did that with, uh, I did that with Dean Coral. That was... That was season one. You always be doing that. That was season one. I, I talked uh, all about Dean Coral. We got to the point of Dean Coral dying. Then I was like, child. Anyway. Hold up. Hold up. Check out this boat storage container. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that doesn't have a boat storage container. <laughs> that is not a transition. Yeah, it is. Celebrate Pride this June with the Greater Houston oh LB- LGBT Chamber of Commerce's Pride in Business event on June 24th, 2021. The Pride in Business event is a unique opportunity to celebrate the opportunity, the important role of LGBTQ plus and allied businesses in the Greater Houston economy. The event underscores how the LGBTQ plus and allied business community works with the broader business community and public officials to realize a better Houston. The event this year is also a celebration of the Chamber's milestone five-year anniversary. What to expect at this virtual event? The Chamber will present its inaugural Pride in Business Awards, which recognizes the contributions made by Chamber members in building a more diverse and inclusive business community. You'll also hear from keynote speaker Luis Vega, who is the President of North America and Vice President of Government Affairs and Advocacy at Dow. Pride in Business is the only event in Houston focused on the LGBTQ plus business community during Pride Month. Reserve your spot now, or better yet, be a sponsor for the Pride in Business event held on June 24th, 2021, 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard. You can learn more at HoustonLGBTChamber.com forward slash 2021 PIB. Once again, celebrate Pride with Greater Houston LGBT Chamber Pride in Business event on June 24th. Yes. yes i love gay stuff uh also i have to tell you that pride month just gives me like that uh the willies it gives me the the power to just like just be gay just be gay just be gay i just live for it i'm just like yes come on queen uh you know who else is gay uh, me but yes. also you no and then also I'm fully straight up in the air just yeah. Stop. 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 Uh, no, it goes. Stop. 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 Yes, yes, I love that. Uh, but 
our friends at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. They are gay. They literally are. They, they literally are. They are a bunch uh, of gays. Yes. But they also talk about gay history. They are gays that get together and talk about gay history. How neat is that? And not just their own personal gay history of... Correct. Who they hooked up with. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the comedy there. But also they talk about uh, actual history. Important stuff that is... uh, Pertinent to our community in this Pride Month. And how we came up and came out. Look at that. Yes. Got Got you a catchphrase. Gays. How they came up and how they came out. Hey, got him. Harvey Milk would be proud. He would be so proud. Uh, but really, uh, let's talk about gay stuff. Really does bring uh, great uh, amounts of gay history to all of the youths and all of the uh, uh, everyone who needs to hear it. Uh, there Which is are everyone. honestly because there are there's gay history out there with everything. And my favorite is whenever I'm like oh, Thomas, how was that gay? And he's like, you'll find out, girl. And I'm like, ooh, girl. You're uh, like, how is Cher a gay icon? And he's like. Hold the fuck Hold up. up. I bitch. will tell you why she is a gay icon with slaps uh, in between each. Yes, mama. Mama. Yes. Clapping uh, where the fingers don't touch. Yes. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about gay stuff. Uh, you can listen to them at Let's, let's talk, talk About, about gay, gay Stuff. At. Oh, you're going for it? Let's talk about gay, gay stuff on any listing platform. Uh-huh. You could send them an email at let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com or you could visit them on their social meds mm. at let's talk about gay stuff at uh, on Instagram and Facebook and talk gay stuff on Twitter. Uh, yes, and you could also listen to our awkward uh, d- daughter. It's like a... The orphan that we just brought in. It's We're like, a, come on. No, it's more like a dog that we we feed sometimes and it comes by sometimes and just whimpers and we're like okay i'll give you a pet here's a slice of ham yeah that's uh, our ruby podcast our ruby podcast talks about all the uh, latest televised uh, drag and as of right now we are talking about drag rest down under down under yeah uh so we are uh about to, I think, wrap up. I don't know when this is getting over. I thought it was supposed to be over by now. I'm still reeling from the elimination of etc. Uh, I'm still angry that Anita Wiglet went home, and I'm mad that Art Simone came back. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's and if you want to hear there or or over or here. down under, uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so if you want to hear more about our opinions on, uh. Drag, drag from New Zealand and Australia. Then listen to us on our Ruby podcast. You sure you certainly could because you it's available could. on all of your listening platforms. But also you can send us an email at our Ruby podcast at our Ruby podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also available on Instagram and Facebook at our Ruby podcast. And uh, that's it. Love that. <laughs> Love that for us. <laughs> uh, but we'd like to thank our OG sponsor, Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with product work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. 
Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. Oh, I love that dissonance. That was good. There was no dissonance. That was pure harmony. Ooh, ooh. 100% pure ooh, harmony. Oh. 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 Anyways, um well, that was a podcast. It sure I, was. It I, sure was. I probably could have gone longer and just, you know, kept on just going about Bruce and like had like seven more pages and just like stole the entire show this, this episode. But like, well, I was like, you do talk a lot. You I, do talk a I lot. I was just like, oh, so. Spencer needs his time too, you know? And you know what I would like to do with that time? What? Tell you to shut the fuck up and get, get spooky, spooky with it. it.